0: to another Friday Five episode here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. This is our list of five headlines from the week that you should know about. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and we've got a great list for you today. A lot of Medicare and Medicaid-related news. But before we get to that, let's talk about number one on our list, some changes coming to Gmail that should make it easier to stop the flow of spam messages to your personal Gmail account. Google has set forth new email sender guidelines that, among other things, require bulk email senders to authenticate their email. For those who do not comply with the new guidelines, they might already be seeing message rejections returning from their email efforts. Beginning in April, Google announced intentions to phase in a 25% rejection rate for email messages sent out from non-compliant accounts. And then by June of this year, all bulk senders are required to, quote, implement one-click unsubscribe in all commercial promotional messages, end quote. I don't know about you, but I get a ton of emails from stores that I have not shopped at in years. They tend to get sorted into the promo folder in Gmail, so I don't necessarily need to do anything with them. But the amount of emails I have just sitting in my Gmail accounts is absolutely ridiculous. I have tried unsuccessfully, I might add, to unsubscribe from a few of these email lists. So I'm curious to see how well this works to get that stream of emails to my inbox under control. Deleting the ones that are already in there, well, that is another story. Number two, On Monday this week, Meta announced that Threads would be inching one step closer toward becoming a replacement for X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Threads is testing out a list of trending topics on the platform entitled Today's Topics. The list will show up in the For You feed as well as on the search page. According to Adam Masseri, CEO of Instagram, the list will populate topics with the help of machine learning AI. Other factors include mentions of the topic and interacting with posts about that topic. So it sounds like the keyword functionality threads recently added to the app will also play a role in determining what goes on the list. I have not seen the new topics feature on either of my accounts, and that's on both desktop and the iPhone app. Definitely excited for the feature, though. That was one of the first things I checked when logging into Twitter back in the days when it was still called Twitter and I still logged in. Not as frequent of an occurrence lately. But kudos to Threads for continually rolling out new features and being mindful of what they're creating as they're developing it. Number three. CMS released their 2025 advance notice for the Medicare Advantage and Part D prescription drug programs. In last year's advance notice, CMS had a fairly conservative estimate for their initial average change in revenue, which was then bumped up in the 2024 rate announcement. For coverage year 2025, CMS forecasts a 3.7% increase to the expected average change in revenue. Little bit different than the numbers we saw last year at this time. Fingers crossed that the estimate is once again not far off from the actual percentage. Some other numbers I'd like to highlight. We'll start at the top of the table in the report with the effective growth rate. For coverage year 2025, CMS projected an effective growth rate of 2.44%, which is up from last year's 2.28%. Star ratings are only down 0.15% this year, as compared to negative 1.24% last year. As far as the risk model revision and FFS normalization, That was estimated at negative 3.12% in the 2024 advance notice, but then adjusted to negative 2.16%. This year, CMS is estimating negative 3.86% change in the risk model revision and FFS normalization amounts as they plan to fully implement the changeover from ICD-9 to ICD-10. CMS phased in the use of the ICD-10 classification system last year at 33%. In coverage year 2025, they plan to phase in the other 67% and phase out usage of ICD-9. Want to mention again, a lot of things can change between the advance notice and the final rate announcement later on this spring. In the official release, CMS said to expect the final rate announcement for coverage year 2025 on or before April 1st, and we will certainly report back as we get more details. Number four, another draft regulation from CMS came out in tandem with the advance notice for coverage year 2025, and that was the coverage year 2025 draft of the Part D redesign. We've been talking about some of these updates for a while, as many were introduced through passage of the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 and are gradually being phased in. According to the draft, a few different regulations will go into effect for Part D beneficiaries beginning January 1, 2025. First up, switching the Part D plan design to consist of three phases— an annual deductible, initial coverage, and catastrophic coverage. The annual out-of-pocket limit for Part D beneficiaries would be capped at $2,000. The Coverage Gap Discount Program will be sunset in 2025, and the Manufacturer Discount Program will be introduced. And then there will also be, quote, changes to the liability of enrollees, sponsors, manufacturers, and CMS in the new standard Part D benefit design, end quote. In addition to the changes I just mentioned, CMS proposed changes to how the true out-of-pocket maximum, or TROOP, is calculated they established a policy for drugs outside of the defined standard deductible, for example, select insulins and vaccines, and a few other updates that I won't get into here. But the last thing I will touch on is arguably the most well-known update to the Part D program, getting rid of the donut hole and restructuring cost liability in the three phases of coverage, the deductible initial coverage, and catastrophic coverage. In the official CMS fact sheet, they've got a table that shows how those costs will be broken down in each phase for coverage year 2025. And they also included the breakdown of Part D liability from 2023 and 2024, so you can see how the design of Part D has changed over time. We will be linking to that fact sheet in the notes. And again, these are just draft regulations right now. A lot could happen between now and the final Part D redesign publication, which, like the advance notice, CMS has promised to release on April 1st or sooner. Number five. On Tuesday this week, KFF updated their Medicaid unwinding tracker. The resource was first published back in May of 2023 and has been updated regularly since then. For reference, prior to the beginning of the unwinding process, 94 million beneficiaries were enrolled in Medicaid and CHIP, short for Children's Health Insurance Plan. Of those 94 million beneficiaries, 34.3 million have renewed their coverage, accounting for 37% of total beneficiaries. 16.9 million beneficiaries have been disenrolled from their Medicaid and CHIP plans, making up 18% of total beneficiaries. And then 42.8 million beneficiaries still have renewals remaining, making up 45% of the total amount of Medicaid and CHIP beneficiaries. So according to those numbers, we are slightly more than halfway through the Medicaid unwinding process. The tracker breaks down the portion of disenrollments and renewals by state. So if you're interested in that information for your state, highly recommend checking out that report. So far here in Pennsylvania, we've had 575.3 thousand disenrollments and 1.3 million renewals. Another stat that I believe we called out the last time KFF updated this tracker, the number of people disenrolled because of procedural disenrollments is still fairly high. A procedural disenrollment can occur when a renewal is not filled out within a specific time frame or if the state has outdated contact information for the beneficiary. 70% of disenrollments have been classified as procedural disenrollments. That leaves just 30% who were found to be ineligible for coverage. Definitely important to get in touch with those clients if you have this type of beneficiary in your book of business. And don't forget... CHIP beneficiaries are coupled into these numbers, and according to the KFF tracker, almost 39% of disenrollments were CHIP beneficiaries. For more details and to get the latest updates on your state's unwinding process, be sure to check out the link in the episode notes. And that does it for this week's episode. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing and fact check by Tina Lamaru. Podcast designed by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen.